Okay, we're all here. Well, I don't know if we even need an intro. We just probably need to get right into it because there's so many heavy issues as we glow. I know, it's insane. We have a raging wildfire, a so-called unsurvivable hurricane, growing COVID cases in schools and universities, civil unrest, another asteroid is threatening us. What? Jerry I- Falwell Jr. So is it not, like, is it really fully? <laughs> Where, where do we start like, you know? I mean, where do we really start? There, there was a guy, I can't think of his name all of a sudden, but he sang a song, Stop the World, I Want to Get Off. Yes. Keith, <laughs> is it Keith Richards? No, anyway. Well, no, it's it's from a musical, actually. Oh, yeah. so yeah, Stop yeah. the World, I Want to Get Off. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, okay, Elon Musk might really have something going on there. Right. <laughs> He's no going to escape with his Mercedes. <laughs> Oh, man. I don't know if we'll learn anything today, but we're certainly going <laughs> to... It might just be vent, vent. And listen or not. <laughs> listen and vent or yes. not. Yes. <laughs> oh, I have too many emotions right now, so I'm going to let you guys kind of choose what you want to talk about. Okay. Can you tell we're talking through mass? You but... know, maybe if I hear you guys some more, I'll, I'll notice. Right. Okay. So this is me without a mask, and this is me with a mask. Wow. Are those special broadcaster masks? Oh, or? yes. Yes, that's exactly. Oh, hang on. On that, can I tell you something actually fun that did happen this week? Please. Let's start with yes. the good thing, okay? Yeah. So, earlier this week, um, here at uh, uh, the radio station Warm 106.9, where, where, where Lori works and where I'm, I'm sitting right now, they had a little special event for Shelly Hart, who's somebody who works here at the radio station. And it involved bagpipes. And there was the, I believe it was the Northwest Junior bagpipe core right so two of them were um she's featured in kids in cars cruising for kudos got it okay right she did a story on them so that group came down and surprised her with a special bagpipe drum uh, drum and, and and pipe core performance right like 15 kids phenomenal bagpipers and drummers in the full outfit with the kilt and the hat and like the whole schmageggy going on but they had specially designed masks that one of the moms made for them. These blew my mind. So it was a, a really great, like, official mask that you would wear. And they had a little Velcro closure opening just the size of the pipe for the bagpipes, <laughs> but also the size of, like, a water bottle so they could hydrate, right? And this little, and here's why I know this was invented by a woman. Because <laughs> not only did the Velcro flap close to keep the hole closed, but when you opened it, you could also Velcro it into the open position for them to pipe. Oh. That's that's designed by a woman. Because a man, it would have just been flapping there while right. they were trying to pipe. Right. But the woman knew that you had to be able to secure it in both the open and closed position. That's right. And Details. I told her, I said, did, where did you buy those? Like a special bagpipe place? And she said, no, I just designed <laughs> it myself. And I said, honey, you just made yourself a millionaire. Yep. Because every <laughs> pipe and drum corps literally on the planet right now needs this exact item. You know, that's they had awesome. a monogram with their little things. So. <laughs> that was a little bright spot. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw that video. And I, I remember thinking, oh, look, he's got his complete mouth mm-hmm. blowing through the mask. I did not know that was a hole going yep. on. Amazing. That's thoughtful. <laughs> yes. Detail. I love bagpipes. I don't, I guess I'm Me in too. the minority. You like them too? Oh, I don't know if it's because I think I'm a little bit Scottish. I don't know. But my sister at her, when she graduated from college, she was older. And they played the bagpipes, and I bawled like a baby. 
I mean, I couldn't stop crying. It was so ridiculous. And it was, it wasn't even like Amazing Grace. It was just a bagpipes. Yeah. yeah. It's a mournful song. Yeah. It, it, it's sad, but also it's so unusual that it's kind of happy. Mm-hmm. And it just yeah. depends. You can, you can, you can dance. To, I mean, there are, are traditional dances you do, but then it's also a funeral instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, it, when done right. Yes. <laughs> so I will say, <laughs> poorly done bagpipes are, are painful. Yes. <laughs> this group was, these kids are I, fantastic. I, I do love the bagpipes too. Yeah. They, they are an awesome sound. And then to actually watch these kids do this mm-hmm. together. The reason they were featured was because they had gone around to senior centers and were playing outside for the old folks because when COVID hit, uh-huh. they were so lonely. So they uh-huh. started playing for seniors and uh, I think a couple of other organizations so she featured them in the kudos section yeah and then they came and did this for her yeah as a thank you so yeah it was very they surprised her she was surprised (laughs) oh that's so nice yeah so that was a bright spot in our week here it really was (laughs) it really was yeah yeah, I almost don't want to pivot to okay, the... Okay, so uh, back to 2020. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I, my But even with the context of that, the highlight of it for me was the mask. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's how 2020 we are. That, it's, that was like a nice surprise in the, in, the, in the midst of all that. Well, you know, it's interesting because some people really aren't as impacted as others. I mean, we're all impacted. I'm not going to say that. But I did a post the other day. I said, describe 2020 in six words. Mm-hmm. And someone said, I would, but I can't cuss. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just so great to see everybody's words. And one person wrote three words. <laughs> I was just like, okay, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's interesting just to get everybody's take. I mean, this just like, it's like the Energizer bunny. It just doesn't freaking stop. It doesn't stop. <laughs> it doesn't stop. Yeah, it, and, it, and even the familiar things, you hear something new about it, and and I, I guess I'm talking about that Hurricane Laura. Mm-hmm. I have never heard weather services call it a like unsurvivable mm-hmm. phenomenon or whatever, and talk about how it's going to redo the landscape or this is last night and I and from what I understand like it's passed through some towns already and I have a brother-in-law and his girlfriend just texted us um, and they're in Jasper which is like north of Beaumont which is was supposed to be really impacted and they're doing okay they got like the clean side of the hurricane got a lot of wind now they don't have electricity Mm -hmm. but if that's the worst of it that's good they were saying stuff like this is going to be worse than Katrina and But just a lot of terms I've never heard weather services describe a hurricane. And are they um, finding those to be true as it's passed through? Is it? Well, for them, um, they got the clean side of it. She said that's her words. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what the rest of the towns are like right now. I heard two deaths so far. There have been, I'm aware of two deaths. And, you know, a lot of times with a hurricane, you don't really know until everything is over. It's right. The one thing what what they were saying about it being unsurvivable, they thought was going to be the storm surge. The the and that's yeah. the effect of when that sustained 150 mile an hour sustained winds, not a gust of wind at 150, a sustained wind at 150. Oh, wow. When that massive storm at that kind of wind speed pushes all the water up into those lowlands and just pushes the ocean and then all of the ensuing rivers and lakes mm-hmm. up, that's what they thought was going to be unsurvivable. I think because it was such a heavy windstorm, I don't think that it it hit in such a way like you were saying the clean side and 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 the and the bad side 
that it hit in such a way that it may have devastated as much as they thought it would. But that wind is vicious. Uh, I know one of the deaths was a tree falling on a home. A young girl was killed. Um, But a lot of times with a hurricane, until you really get to the cleanup phase, you don't really know the extent of what's happened. And you can't, it's hard to get, you literally can't get in to see because there's so much water. Right. Have either of you ever been through a tornado or hurricane? Yes. You have? Yeah. I've been through a couple of hurricanes. Tell us about it. Well, one of them uh, we evacuated, uh, Hurricane Matthew. Uh, my wife and I and our dogs and our cats and a, and a young house guest that was staying with us all packed up and drove about four hours oh. uh, to the other side of Georgia and stayed in a little hotel there um, while that was going on. And then the second one, we decided to go ahead and ride out only because, wow. well, the first one had put a new roof on our house. And just sort of based on the trajectory of the storm and where it was going to go and, and other factors, we made an educated decision to go ahead and, and stay in our home. And uh, that was one of the most frightening nights of my life. Really? The, the wind howling, the power out, all that stuff is terrifying. But what's really, really frightening is watching the water rise on your street, looking oh. out the window and seeing the water level go up. But, you know, because I worked in the industry, I worked in news, I'd worked with the FEMA guys on the previous hurricane. I had a fairly good knowledge of, and I know all the meteorologists of what was going to happen and how it was going to happen. Intellectually, I knew all of these things were going to occur and we had a feeling that the water was going to top out at, at where it did. But still, watching it happen was was really, uh, really frightening. Wow. Yeah. I can't Ooh. imagine. How about you, Anna? I've never been in one. I've only been close to one. Uh, at least they would turn on the tornado uh, alarms oh, um, yes. outside. And that is alarming as it is. Mm-hmm. But I've seen what it looks like before those uh, alarms go off. So it's weird. If you're ever outside and you know a tornado is nearby or just kind of a threat, it's like this really, at least in Missouri, it was like a weird everything turned green as if you were looking through some sort of green or weird color eyeglasses that, uh, I don't know if you remember that, Claire, but it, yes, uh, she's I nodding, yes. A weird <laughs> color. And, and I think insects or birds or something, you know, they, sometimes they know yeah. that it's about to come. I don't know if they get quieter or louder. I forget because um, it's been a while. But they get quieter. I think they got yeah. They got quiet. Yeah. I, what oh. you just described, that color, the way you said it, is absolutely perfect in my head. What you, not yeah. per- perfect, not but the, your description, that green color. There's nothing like it. Yeah, and the yeah sound. it's nothing like it. You, maybe the closest thing to describe it is like when the eclipse happens and a weird color happens all outside, all around you. Mm-hmm. But that's the closest I've been to. And, and like we used to live in Nebraska at one time in my life. Uh, we were like living off, off at Air Force Base. And so from there, you could see below, I think the town was Belleville or something. And I remember... <laughs> I could see, like, I think there were, like, three tornadoes down below. And that was scary crap, man. Mm. I'm lucky that even through all those, the school tornado drills that we did. <laughs> right. And I don't even know how those even, the way, at least the way we learned is, like, we all go to the hallway and just cover our heads. We're all, like, like little balls of little people. <laughs> right. right. Little potato bugs. <laughs> and look like little pool balls. Uh, I, do, I, I don't know. I, remember, I forgot about that, those tornado drills in school that they had us do. That's right. We'd all get in the hallway and curl yeah. up in a little ball. And that's 
Interesting. Wow. wow. I'm, I'm used to the help. earthquake drills. Right. <laughs> you know, get in the doorway or under something. Or under something. Yeah. yeah. Right. So you get under your desk in school. Stop, for a drop, t- and roll. Yeah, or stop, drop, and roll. Yeah. That's a fire if you're on fire. Yeah. yeah. Um, and of course, our parents had like bomb drills they had to deal with too. I remember my, my mom, my, when I told my mom about the tornado drills, and she was like, oh, well, you wouldn't believe what we had to do. It's just a wow. World War too, I guess, you know? Yeah. I mean, thank God in the U.S. that particularly wasn't an issue, but, you know, in London, other places yeah. like that, but still they had school children learning what to do, you Ugh. know, in those cases. So oh, it's always something, you it know? It is. Well, the closest I've ever been, I think it was a tornado. Now I can't even remember, but I went to Dallas twice this year. I never go anywhere. <laughs> Both the <laughs> conferences were in Dallas and they had had a tornado, and the uh, the Uber driver took us by, and he's like, "Look, this was this was so terrifying." He goes, "We never have these. We didn't. Nobody knew what to do." Oh. And you could see it just ripped up houses and buildings, and uh, yeah. So they were all. It was just quite quite an ordeal for them. So so that was just before COVID hit. So right. that that would have been November. Uh-huh. And then COVID, and then now these guys are dealing with the hurricane. Yeah, and that's a whole other layer, the evacuation, you oh. know, going to. If, oh. you're, if you're fortunate enough to have the means and could get a hotel room, that's one thing. But if you have to go to a public evacuation center, which oh. they stat, I mean, they do their best with those. But in COVID times, that's oh. that's really tough. Really, yeah. really tough. Didn't even think about that. They all go to a gym. How do you mm-hmm. keep them six feet away? Wow. Right. And, and There's a lot of people that chose not to go to a shelter that's and right. decided to stay put because of that. That's wow. right. And I think that's why they were, I believe in my opinion, that is why they were ratcheting up the... Um, um, the words they were using to describe how devastating this was going to be to try to encourage people that it was <laughs> the COVID risk was worth taking to not be killed by the flooding or the wind. Um, mm. But I think you're right, Anna. I think a lot of people decided they were going to take their chances at home. Did you guys hear um, what they suggested people that stayed put that they do? I, I, I was kind of in shock. First off, after a while, they, they closed off. I don't know if the highway's I-10. Yeah, but, they, they closed Interstate um, 10. That's amazing. Was that the ent- just really the only route they could uh, leave town? Well, no, that, that's an east-west route. Oh, um, oh okay. It's not a north-south route, but it's a major artery through the southeast U.S. Imagine closing I-90 through the entire state of Washington. Oh, or, yeah. No, that imagine closing so it through Montana and Idaho. I mean, it's it's like the major mm. route wow. through the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the suggestions that people were saying were write your name on somewhere on your body mm-hmm. uh, oh. and put like contact information in a Ziploc bag in your pocket. I mean, and you know what that, all that means. Right. Oh. I'm like, really? That's really? terrifying. Yeah. Saying, and these were these were weather people suggesting mm-hmm. it. Oh. <laughs> That was just a little too As intense. a broadcaster, can you imagine having to say that? I know. Can you imagine, like, okay, I, I've got to tell you this, you know, it's going to be bad. So, you know, in case you yeah. die. We can yeah. identify you. Oh. I mean, what a terrifying thought to put in people's yeah. heads. I mean, you're already frightened enough. Right. On right. the other hand, there is a sadly practical reason yeah. for that. Right. Because it could be days before emergency crews can get to you right if you even if your yeah. house is perfectly undamaged and if you're f- surrounded by a sea of flooding yeah they can't get to you if you step on a rusty nail or have a heart condition and even with oh, the internet God. whenever there's been emergencies like that those lines are jammed up and yes. people can't find their relatives yes. so yeah. there's always those crews of, of brave volunteers and boats that, yeah that are cruising through neighborhoods i love those guys i always like to gals. think i'd be one of those yeah <laughs> 
get yeah, the rowboat. Get in. <laughs> one of those, get, look at it. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Crazy. Doing that. <laughs> so I did not know until just before I got here. I saw somebody post something about don't watch the NBA. The uh, all of those because of some affiliation. What What was that whole thing? Um. Well, a lot of the games last night, the players' associations uh, chose not to play in four major sports. NBA, WNBA, Major League Soccer, and Major League Baseball did not play. Oh, and tennis. Well, at least one person. Because of? Because of the situation in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Okay. Involving, I'm sorry, is it Jacob? Jacob Blake. Oh, yes. Yeah. Who got shot in the back several times, unarmed. And his kids were there watching. And if I'm not mistaken, he is still alive, but he's paralyzed. Is that right? Yeah, from the waist down, I believe he's paralyzed. Oh. So the athletes said this is bigger than us, and they chose not to play. Wow. I haven't heard yet whether that continues into today. I know some NFL training camps were maybe going to take the day off as well. Wow. And I'm wow. I'm not certain how long they're going to going to continue to do that. But some of the messages were extremely powerful. Anna, you you mentioned something about a broadcaster walking off a set. Kenny Smith, um, so he's with, uh, I think it's NBA on TNT, and so he was, okay, get a little emotional. (laughs) (laughs) So he was sitting with, like, Charles Barkley and Shaq, and um, gosh, I... He's a well-known NBA broadcaster. Gosh, I forgot who he is. So, you know, he's he was getting emotional about it, and he said, you know what? I'm sorry. I, you know, I, I really actually just right now I think that I shouldn't I shouldn't really be sitting here right now uh, uh, to be more in solidarity with the, with the NBA players. Um, and, uh, you know, and so he's he takes off his mic, and he oh. just – he just walks away, and the the three of them are just kind of watching him, uh, you know. But they all understand; they're not, you know. It's they, not like judgment, they all, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, and wow. You see, um, you know, when you're watching the sports news, you're seeing all these athletes just really crying about it. Mm. It, it it really is just. It's baffling, it's it, baffling. to think that 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 could still happen. Still happen. I think right. that's why I feel speechless. Right. It's... Every situation is different. But for this to keep happening, it's so, I don't understand people denying that it's a pattern. Yeah. I, I just, I have such a hard time understanding why people don't see that this is a problem. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that, you know, there's such a humongous divide. And and it cannot change overnight, totally. I mean, everyone's got their reasons. And the thing is, I think at this point, now that we've gone a few months of, let's defund the police. Don't ever defund the police. I mean, everybody has their, their take on it. Okay, fine. So let's be concrete about it. Why don't we then do everyone a favor why don't we just make everything transparent so and have transparency laws then so if we cannot if we can't agree on anything then let's just be transparent about every single thing that happened that night or that day that you had to shoot someone you know because um i i mean i have a friend in kansas city uh, she um they're from a suburb called overland park in kansas city mm-hmm. 
and a couple of years ago, um, her son went on social media and said something that was kind of about, you know, hey, I'm having suicidal thoughts. So, of course, when you see someone do that, one of his friends did um, call police. Um, and so police arrived. At the same time, he decided, not knowing that the police were already there, he decided to get out of his house. His garage door opens and he's backing out. The police say stop. He doesn't. And we don't know whether or not he heard this or not. Because we kind of so, believe that he didn't know anything was going on. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. So he gets shot actually, I think, 13 times. Who was suicidal. And, and the reason the police were going to check was because he was suicidal. Right. Right. It was supposed to be a welfare check. So this happened two years ago. It had been determined that it was a wrongful death, that there was really not a reason for them to shoot that many times. And the family um, wins a lawsuit. Or, I'm sorry, the family wins a settlement for a wrongful death suit, uh, the ruling that the officer did not act reasonably when he shot the teenager. But... He voluntarily resigned, then got a big old severance package. <sighs> so they didn't know about that um, negotiation between the officer and the city. And I, I don't know if this is true, but I think he can still have a job in the police force. Mm -hmm. The mayor won't reveal much about or enough about that night. And my friend has been, and her family and her friends have been fighting for transparency. So, you know, yeah, okay, we're, we're not all going to agree on who's right and who's wrong. But if you can show the documents and everything that happened, then you know what? Then I'm thinking, I don't know mm -hmm. the answers, but I think that that'll tell a lot of things can fall into place. You'll have a, a community that trusts the police. You'll have a police that can be accountable for, for whatever it is and maybe even help on the side of the officer. Show us the tapes, show us what was on your mind, you know, show us everything. Because right now they're they're not getting they're not getting enough. Even when they've had protesters, the city's protecting the officer, they're going on the news uh, and trying to defend why they won't be transparent. And you're talking I, about I just feel like transparency after something's resolved, after there's a conviction or a non conviction, right? Because uh, before, maybe before that, and after, <laughs> well, because here's the thing, and I and I, I hate saying this, but but this is what I feel is part of of the problem, is that if you're going to go into a situation where the cop might be brought in onto trial, they can't release all that information because it could damage the case for both the prosecution and the defense. That's sort of the nature of of the criminal justice system is that not everything can be released to the public because it could jeopardize either side and it could taint a jury pool. And yeah. I hate saying that, but I, I believe that's a part of why the transparency issue is such a problem is that you can't even look at it this way. When, when, when a, a, a celebrity or somebody is accused of something and you say, why don't they defend themselves? Why don't they get on the microphone and defend themselves? They can't because anything they say can and you be used against yeah, them. Right. right. And Anna, I, I feel your frustration with that. I want to see every camera angle. I want to see every everything that everybody has. I want to see the body cameras. I want the cops 
every single one of them to tell me exactly what happened. I want the the the, the girls that the domestic dispute was about that 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 Mr. Blake was was shot over to speak. I want to hear from all of these people. But the lawyers come in and the prosecutors come in and they shut everybody up. Yeah. And you won't get the truth yeah. until after it's adjudicated, which could take years. Yeah. That is frustrating. Right. And that was the case with Anna's uh, friend because they had to be silent. They, yes. Anna had no idea what happened for almost over a year because a year. the family had to be silent. And, yeah. Uh, but I believe the case, I, I thought that the case is closed. They won their wrongful death settlement. So Guy now it is should be out. Separate. Right. Here's the thing. They felt like they just got paid off, mm. you know, and right. to be, you know, to, to, to make everything pretty much go away. And any parent would rather have things change than right. be paid off. Of course. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's what exactly what she wants. She wants yeah. she wants change. Here's the good news. She made demands for reform, and the police department has met some of those demands. Uh, training for crisis intervention, um, learning how to de-escalate, or getting other people to help out with the de-escalation process before it gets to uh, a bad point. Mm-hmm. But they still need answers about why the city thought it was a right thing to do for the officer's big payout for resigning. There is still lack of transparency. Mm-hmm. Right. Transparency when it's the, the right time, but you, I suspect there's dragging of feet going on there with, amongst the mayor. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Well, and even here in Seattle now, our police chief has stepped down. And um, uh, from what I read the other day, uh, many people are begging her to not do that because she has made such a difference. But there's just so much controversy and so many angles that how do you even navigate that? Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, as as a human being, can you blame her? The the, the city council uh, expressed such a lack of confidence in her. That, and, uh, and gave uh, out her home address and, and took away yeah. a bunch of money and took away a bunch of money mm-hmm. and cut her salary and just really uh, and even when they sort of tried to backpedal and say, oh, sorry, we didn't realize how, how bad that was. It was disingenuous. So, yeah, I, I don't blame her. And oh, I, no. I you know, she quote retired, but I, I suspect no. she's going to pick herself up a good job somewhere if she yeah. chooses, yeah. chooses to do so. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, there's – Claire, when you started talking, I thought, you know, why don't people see this? Because there, there is a way of thinking and that people are blinded by what they believe. Mm-hmm. And, but then also, you know, it's like what kind of people want to be policemen? I have a nephew who just wants oh. to be a good person and help people, and he loves being a cop, but not anymore. Mm-hmm. I bet. Oh, and, he's scared too. Yeah, and he doesn't want his kids to say in public that their dad's a cop because he doesn't want something to happen to them. Yes. So now he's living in fear. So then if all these good guys step down, who's left? Right. It's just the bully cops that are left, you know? Right. And so I think that, you know, I, I, I just think there's so many areas more than training Yes. Yeah, and they, remember, they need to hire the good ones for sure. I, that that kid, that 17-year-old kid that shot up two protesters there yeah. in Wisconsin, yeah. Kenosha, mm-hmm. uh, I thought I heard that he was trying to get into law enforcement. He did. He wanted to be a police officer very much. He was extremely— Can you imagine? What if yeah. he didn't do this and he was right. a police officer? Mm-hmm. Right, right. 
But, um, Lori, what you just said reminded me of, of something about our police chief here in Seattle, Carmen Best. One of uh, one of the many reasons she stepped away was because they wanted to um, they were going to have to cut officers and the officers they would cut because of union rules, obviously, would be the lowest man on the totem pole. And mm-hmm. that was all the uh, people of color. That was all of the people that they had gone out of their way to help to to grow the diversity in the department young recruits, guys and, and women that had just come out of the academy and were in their first couple of years of being patrol officers, all of the the diversity they were working toward increasing, those are the people that are getting let go. Seattle of, should be ashamed. Yeah, they should. Of all. And that is what she said. Yeah. She, she said something to the effect of, I am not going to go fire all the black officers that I just worked so hard to hire. Oh. You know? Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. And, and, you know, we understand that to affect change, it's step by step. We know that. And like you said in Overland Park that, um, by the way, I have a really good friend there too, Anna, um, that they're, they're taking steps. And I think it's more than, you know, I think we need to look at all the different areas. And I think other officers, you know, it's sort of like if somebody's drunk, take their keys. If you're with an officer, I don't care if there's a bro code. Mm-hmm. If he's misbehaving and bullying you know, and you're going to get treated badly. So, I, I mean, I see why they don't step up or speak out. But if you're seeing that, I mean, if if all those cops are sitting around watching, that's so not OK. I am very, very curious about the officers who were fired alongside the officer who killed George Floyd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see them all standing you know? there so stoically. But you really got to wonder yeah. what is going through their minds. Right. Is it is it bro code? I cannot stop him. Or do they regret now and wish they had? Yeah. Or are they all in line? I, I wonder. I do, too. So I heard was, um, I think the three officers, were there three officers, that they were actually like seven days old into the force. That's right. They were all new. And so, you know, when you're with the veteran that's supposed to be right. doing supposedly everything right, right, you know, they might think, well, who are we to question? Yeah. Right. Um, and man, I finally got my dream job and this right. is so wrong, mm-hmm. but what do I do? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we, we need change. We, we need attitude adjustments. We need belief systems changed. And, you know, the only way it's going to happen is if we all, each one of us do our part. Right. And but not everyone's willing to. No. And that's what I think Claire was starting with is. You know, why can't people see this or why do they choose to believe it? It's, it, it's not turning a rowboat. It's turning a massive oil tanker. Yes. It's going to take, I'm sorry, Anna. A lot of tugboats. Years. Years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's starting. I, that, it that's started. why I feel yeah. like there has to be something concrete, like the transparency I thing. I agree I, with you. I really, I, because if nobody's willing to budge, then we just got to make it a concrete thing. Yeah. Let's show it all off, which people are doing with their cameras and everything. Yeah, like that. that was a good which move. I really do appreciate. Right. Yeah, I, I was a little concerned about cameras because I felt like, I don't know, I just felt like it might implicate police, but in the long run, it's been that's been a good thing all yeah. the way around. So. Yeah. And there has yeah. the frustrating thing is that there has been progress. Yeah. Right. There have I feel like there have been gains made, but then these losses are so devastating. Yeah. When happens. Because it's a reminder. It's a reminder that uh, there is a um, there's something that people are learning uh, or teaching their kids mm-hmm. that, you know, it's OK to hate. It's OK to think of people as less 
Right. than they are. Yeah. Um, it's okay for you to call police on someone, even though they just, all they did mm -hmm. was like trip over something, you know, I mean, it, it's right. Uh, and yeah, the, I, I totally believe, I, I, I think it's, a, it's so disappointing. Um, I think what, what the big thing is, maybe not, not a lot of people say this, um, but it's disappointing to know that, uh, People don't have that in their hearts. Yeah. It is. It, it's the old teabag thing. You know, it's like whatever's in their heart, whatever's in that cop's heart, whatever he's believing at that moment, it's they're under so much pressure. So if he's believing, you know, I, I don't want to say what he's believing, but if he's believing something about the color of a skin, then that's what's going to come out under pressure. When the hot water hits the teabag, that's what comes out, whatever's in the teabag. And so I feel like they, we, we have to do so much inner work. And I mean, I couldn't, I could not work a job where I'm faced every day with crime, with mm -hmm. hate, with possible being killed. So it takes a caliber of a person to be a policeman. It does. But also, you know, it, there's got to be some sort of, um, I almost want to say mind brainwashing in a way. It's like to make sure that whatever is on the very inside, you know, when the pressure mm -hmm. comes, what comes out is the thought of good versus right. evil. Right. Or the ability. And I don't have the, the wherewithal that's physical or mental to be a police officer, mm -hmm. but that ability in that in that split second to make the right decision. Right. To, you yeah. Know. And I understand, you know, you, you know, a lot of them have to, um, to fend for themselves or, you know, if they're by themselves or, you know, but I don't know. I, sometimes, you know, you, you think about how, like the the seventeen year old that you know he had this big old gun hanging on his shoulder and yeah. he was able to just walk away from police when yeah. the yeah. other guy gets shot in the back uh, with no weapon with no weapon right. yeah. and you know and it's I too mean, much and, too often yeah it is it is yeah. too much too often yeah. and you know now it's to a point where even I sorry like we have to have the talk mm -hmm. with our kids. Yeah. And that makes so, me sad. Um, you know, and then I have to worry like yesterday, my, my, um, my husband took my son to go fishing at Alder Lake, which is about an hour and a half away from us. And it's kind of like, you know, back in my mind, I always worry, wow, there are two black men that are going somewhere mm. and it's a smaller town. You know what I mean? Mm. So and where it could lead. And, you know, Maybe not everybody understands that, but as women, me, you, Claire, and, and Lori, we have had the talk maybe before we went to college. Okay, go in pairs. Right. Um, you know, don't go to a party by yourself. Right. Um, make sure that, uh, you know, um, don't leave people drink know unattended. who you are. Right. You know, we get yep. that talk as women to defend ourselves and exactly. to know that uh, we could get attacked, even though we don't think of humanity that way. But it's always a possibility as young women. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, 
So think of it that way. It's like you, we had to have that talk. Women had to have that talk. Maybe it's not college. Maybe it's when you're off on your own. You're finally detaching from your right. parents. But you, you your yeah, your people make to, sure you hear these things. We get, we got, we have to have tasers, whistles. We're going to go jogging. How do you, you know hold I mean? your keys? Yeah. Right. You have your keys right between your fingers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the talk, the talk, yeah. you know, well, there's a, there's another level for, for some of us yeah. that have to have a, a certain talk and it's not fun. No. And it, it makes me so sad. I mean, I, I sit here as a white woman and I hear your pain and it, it breaks my heart and I can't even say, I know what that's like, Anna. No. Yeah. No. But, but we kind of do. And, you know, an example like, you know, us as women having to do certain things, even though we shouldn't have to anticipate it, uh-huh. You have to protect yourselves. Right. Yes, but the thing that separates that apart is that I don't have to inherently be afraid of a police officer. Right. Yes. And that's yeah. when, I, when if I were in uh, that woman situation, if I saw a cop coming, I would think, thank God he's here to help. That's it, Claire. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, and wow. for us, the talk is when you're alone in a car in a back alley, not when you're in the middle of a uh, street in the middle of the day. In the middle of the day, just right? being a person. Yeah, right. that's not something right. we have right. to worry about. Right. Or, and let's face it, at your worst. So, mm-hmm. so this gentleman, Jacob Blake, was clearly having a bad day, and everybody is entitled to a bad right. day. And how mm-hmm. many domestic disputes have these cops been called out to? Everybody, especially now with COVID and job loss, meltdowns are happening, and you shouldn't. You shouldn't be afraid of the police coming to help you sort that out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's horrible that mm-hmm. that you or anyone is. And we have here in Washington State, which I thought everybody had, but we have embedded social workers. Yes. That now will go on those domestic calls and they go to the homeless camps. So they basically take charge, but they've got their vest on. They've got the, the uniform on, mm-hmm. but they are social workers and they walk up first and they make the calls of that call. So there's, you know, there's no reaction. They've got a trained person mm-hmm. uh, de-escalating and working on that. And, you know, so far it seems like most of them have been women, <laughs> right. which yeah. there's not an ego there. You know, yeah. so if if the person's calling her names or the B word, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not affecting her. Right. And and not to say that, you know, cops get affected by that. But, you know, we're, we're in a high society right now where heightened, where everybody's a little bit on the edge. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, yep. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I feel like we're leaving this hanging, but we're leaving room to think about things and ponder. Yeah. And we would love. Yeah, this is all fresh. So, yeah. You know, it I is. Mean... It is. And and we would yeah. love to hear your comments below. You know, feel free to reach out and tell us what you think, because, you know, we're just three women saying what we think. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't we don't know everything, but we are you know, we want to open a conversation. And that's what this is about. And, you know, if somebody said, Laura, you were way off on that, I would be like, thank you. Thank you, because I don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know what we don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. Yeah, as long as we're all listening to each other and uh, trying to solve something together and not always button heads, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, something could happen, you know, something good, Mm -hmm. something good could happen through through all that. Yeah. You know, the one thing as we wrap up is about listening. 
and I am certifying coaches. And the reason I'm so excited is because I want everyone to take a coaching course and learn how to listen and how to hear. Because if we learn to listen to each other, we're going to get so much farther. You know, I feel like, you know, we just, it's so easy to just react rather than act. And so, you know, find a way to be a better listener, even if you feel like you're a good one. I mean, I think I'm a great listener, but when it comes to my family, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I got some work to do. Yes. We're all like yeah. that. We get in a yeah. mood. Yeah. Gosh, I was reading, I was reading uh, James Comey, his uh, higher loyalty. I think that was, it was called. And he was really touching on that, like to really be listening and not just kind of listening only to wait for your turn to say something right. because you had something that, you know, you're now preconceiving what to, to say, yeah. to actually want to hear them, grasp it and, and say something like, I want to know what you're trying to tell me and yeah. truly wanting to know. And I'm not seeing a lot of that on social media. No. And, you know, <laughs> all, to yell at y'all. Right. All three of us are broadcasters and we know we have seen terrible interviews that know everything The 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 anchor or the host, the one that's interviewing. But what we know is when you go in not knowing, you're more curious and you ask more authentic questions Mm -hmm. to who you're interviewing. And it's so funny because when I interview people, they're like, well, you know, what they they like want to know where I'm going. And I'm like, I don't have a direction. This is about what you do. And, you know, so let's just let it happen. And, you know, and I think that people have a hard time with that because they you know, they, they want to know what's going on, but also we're not used to being listened to. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we go around the horn. I said, listen, Claire, what do you want to leave us with? Breathe. Breathe. That's so good. I close. like it. Breathe. <laughs> That's Count- what's getting me through COVID. Yeah. Right. Count to it's 10. Deep breathing. Yeah. Yeah. I had a little meltdown over the weekend. I mean, it happens. Just inhale, yeah. exhale, count to 10. Mm. Just doesn't even have I'm not going to tell you to go do yoga or meditate right. all those things are good for you but there's nothing <laughs> yeah. better than just stopping counting inhaling exhaling yeah. having a drink of water and just stepping back yeah. from the edge your kids your partner are going are you counting <laughs> Right? Yes, I am. Yes, I am counting. And now I'm starting over. Are you counting at me? No, I'm just <laughs> counting. Uh, how about you, Anna? <laughs> oh, you know, I'll I'll uh, go through that list that our our big boss Wheeler gave oh. us because you you talked about that list last week. Shameless Claire. self-promotion. Yes, that was mine. Yeah, <laughs> reminding I, yourself I, that 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 you get pats on the back and reading them whenever you get a slap on the head. I love that one. So one of the other things that he said to that'll help you along, it was number five on his list, which is turn on your favorite playlist (laughs) with all your favorite music. And I wholeheartedly agree with that because uh, uh, my playlist is the one thing that helps me escape since COVID. And and then I think he mentioned Yacht Rock, and I'm serious. (laughs) (laughs) James Taylor might not be a running song, but I sure love <laughs> the yep. visual he gives me on on that song up on a roof so i love uh, that get your playlist yes <laughs> get your playlist mm-hmm. well ladies gosh you know I, I really thank you guys both for 
pushing positive on all of us. <laughs> and thank you for being honest. Anna. Yes. Uh, you know, yeah, every I every week it. you're I, like, I hate being honest. <laughs> I know you're like, I gotta hear the crying part. I don't want to sound I'm awful, a, but you know, I love my ugly crying on the podcast. <laughs> I promised myself I won't do that again. I, I won't ugly cry. I love again. your. I love it though. I love it that you're <laughs> you candid. Ugly cry? Yeah. Uh, yes, you're the only one that thinks yeah. it's ugly. We think it's. Oh. We think it's awesome because it's yeah. it's just so authentic. It's just people being people. Mm-hmm. Oh, we just okay. happen to be people being people in front of a microphone. That's all. That's yes. the only difference. With our masks on. Yeah. We <laughs> really do. And I'm, I'm at home like fully, full on breathing. So Yes. <laughs> I envy that. When you're done uh, counting to 10, you can uh, run us out of here. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, today oh, my boy. mask smells like coffee mm-hmm. and veggie burger. Oh, <laughs> oh my, mine smells like a beef stick. <laughs> Well, I appreciate you guys making the world a better place. And thank you, listeners, for downloading this podcast. You can get it everywhere you get a podcast. Apple, Google, Spotify, Podcast One, the skincare counter at Nordstrom. (laughs) (laughs) Really? McDonald's. (laughs) Cool. Joey owns. (laughs) Oh, you guys. I love you to death. Um, I hope you have a great rest of your week, ladies. You too, Don. You too. And to everyone, this is Listen and Learn or or Not. not. (laughs) See you later, guys. Later. Bye. Bye.